It's Thayer Thursday. Thursday. Tom Thayer. 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 1985 Super Bowl champion and football analyst for the Chicago Bears. Compete to win the division, win the division, get into the playoffs. Former offensive lineman. Do they need to get better? Do they need to give up less sacks? Yes, of course. Tom Thayer. Tom Thayer. It's Thayer Thursday on Cap'n J. Hood, ESPN Chicago. Good morning, Chicago. Welcome into the Cap'n J. Hood Morning Show on ESPN 1000, and we're streaming on the ESPN Chicago app. With Mark Silverman, Sylvie, in for Cap, I am Jay Hood. We've got Shay, we got Jay Moore, we got you on this Thayer Thursday as Tom Thayer is on the Car X Tire and Auto Hotline. Rattle, rattle, thunder, clatter, boom, boom, boom. Uh, good morning to you, Tom. How are you? Good, man. How are you guys doing? Good to talk to you. Uh, great to talk to you, Tom. We got so many things to talk to you about, but first, before we even take another step, I know you've told this story a million times, but for our new listeners, we want you to tell us about that week leading into the Super Bowl for you. That experience was for you. It's already, listen, the Super Bowl was every week for the Bears around here anyway because of the helicopters and all the media coverage and everything else when you played. But what about the Super Bowl that week? What are your fondest memories? Uh, Probably meeting Vanna White. Um, Was that... And I, I was out to dinner with Tom Dreesen and a couple of other guys, and Vanna White was in the restaurant. And Vanna White happened to be a roommate with the wife of one of the players from the Atlanta Falcons, a guy named Colton Fiken, or Colton or Kiken. Uh, I'll, I'll think of his name in a minute. Colton Feikendall. Huh? And anyways, anyways, um, that was uh, – that was his his wife. They were roommates in college, and I was there, and he had played with my brother-in-law with the Atlanta Falcons. So I said, hey, I said, Sherry Kuykendall is a friend of mine. Oh, my God. I you know. So that that was a big thrill that week. Um, but, you know, we had, we had prepared everything during the week before practice, and we kind of went down there and had some practices, but they weren't as intense as they were the week before. So we had an opportunity to get out uh, at night and have some um, Bourbon Street fun, and uh, I, I think that was one of the key ingredients. And, again, I always say I'm just good there was no cell phones at that time because we didn't need that as, as well as all the other distractions we had. One of your teammates, Tom, uh, is finally getting his due. We, we, we thought it would happen as he was a, a senior member that was getting voted in, but it's reportedly getting, getting confirmed and it will be officially announced tonight along with Devin Hester and Julius Peppers. But Mongo will officially get elected in the 2024 class tonight. What does that mean for you? Uh, to me, it kind of sucks because he deserves it long before this. And for the personality of Ming not to stand on that podium and give a speech that would just be awesome for people to listen to around the world, I feel proud of him getting in. Excuse me, getting in the Hall of Fame because he deserves it as much as anybody. But for him to get in at this point in his life and um, you know being bedridden and you know the effects of ALS, I feel happy because he deserves it. This is not a pity selection. He deserves it on the merit of his accomplishments and his dedication to the football life in the NFL. The same thing with uh, special teamer Devin Hester. We've been waiting for a while for him as well. I, I've always thought he was a Hall of Famer, Tom, and I, you know, I'm glad that uh, he's going to be able to get his due. If we've got kickers and punters in, why not a guy like Devin Hester? 
Oh, I agree 100%. And even now over the last couple of years with changing the rules and allowing guys to fair catch in the field of play and the whole, you know, kind of uh, downplaying the role and the importance and the excitement of the return game. Um, I don't know if anybody will have the impact in the game from this point on that Devin Hester has had. So he deserves it as much as any position player out there. You know, when you look at them putting in Joe Thomas from the Cleveland Browns for being, you know, on a losing team for 10 years, and then what Devin Hester was a, accomplished in his career, I think Devin Hester is deserving of the Hall of Fame as much as any position player out there. What's the uh, story from the opening uh kickoff of the Super Bowl with you and Joniak in the booth did you, did you smack him or something like that I had to because all of a sudden he saw the opening for Devin Hester and knew that he was gonna call a kickoff return touchdown and all you know these guys were all giddy and stuff and I had to give him a pretty significant slap on the back and tell him hey focus on the game because this game hasn't even started yet because as you see that uh, return open up from the broadcast booth the first thing i did is look down on the field at peyton manning and peyton manning has his back to the field and he's clapping towards all of his teammates tell you know getting them re-inspired so you know he didn't sit there in awe of that return he said i gotta get these guys back into this game immediately and so i i knew that as great as a, a you know as great as an exciting first play of a super bowl that could be you know, you had to respect the fact that the game hadn't even started yet and there was a lot more to go. So this matchup here with San Francisco uh, against Kansas City. We have a, a team in Kansas City that's on a terrific run here with Patrick Mahomes. And then there's San Francisco and Shanahan with this young quarterback, Purdy. How do you look at the game coming up on Sunday? You know, when I look back at the Tampa Bay Super Bowl and how they were able to attack Patrick Mahomes and put him in a retreat position, that you know, we, we all know that they are capable of doing that with some of the matchups they have at the line of scrimmage in the linebacker position for San Francisco. But I kind of look at this battle, and I think to me, the mo- of all these highfalutin special players that are in this game, to me, Chris Jones for the Kansas City Chiefs is one of the more important players in this game. Patrick Mahomes is great. He's got some great offensive weapons. Pacheco is a really good running back, playing well at this time. But when you look at Brock Purdy and you look at his delivery and you look at the lack of elusiveness of his of of his game and you look at what chris jones can do to an offensive line so chris jones is never going to rush against trent williams for me he's going to rush against colton mckivitz or buford mckivitz during the season he's given up nine sacks buford during the season he's given up four sacks and banks the left guard too is not the strongest at the point of attack So I am going to say, okay, Chris Jones, I want you to put the quarterback for the 49ers on the defensive immediately and see if you can interrupt the flow of that creative Shanahan offense. So as much as you want to look at the George Kittles and the Christian McCaffreys, Debo Samuel, and all the other, you know, offensive weapons, I still think the line of scrimmage is going to have the biggest effect on this game. You mentioned Purdy. He's he's become a polarizing topic because when people give him credit, some people think that he gets too much credit. And then when people say that, 
other people start singing his praises louder. How do you feel about Brock Purdy? I, I, you know, I love what Brock Purdy has done since he's come into the NFL. He's had to fight an uphill battle. He was the bottom of the totem pole of the quarterback position room when he got here. And through hard work and understanding of the offense and uh, Shanahan understanding what Purdy is capable of delivering to him, it's the perfect match. And so, I, you know, Brock Purdy, he doesn't deserve criticism. He only deserves compliment. Is he, is he Lamar Jackson? No. Is he Patrick Mahomes? No. But can he use the offensive complemented weapons that, ha- that he has and in, in have an effectively run offense that's time-consuming and scoring? And you get Christian McCaffrey into a record-setting pace on touchdowns. He uses George Kittle. He uses the creativity of Shanahan. So I, I think Brock Purdy, um, if he's hoisting the Super Bowl trophy at the end of the game, he deserves it as much as any quarterback. Because if you look at athletic comparisons between he and Joe Montana, they're really similar. And Joe Montana was the type of guy that was fed an offense by Bill Walsh and developed the West Coast offense up to where it is at, at this modern-day NFL. So, you know, Brock Purdy, uh, I'm happy for his accomplishments, and I hope he's there for a long time to come. Tom Thera with us uh, as Sylvie's in for Kappa on the Kappa J. Hood Morning Show on ESPN 1000 and on the ESPN Chicago app. The analysis around the quarterback play and offenses has gotten lazy in 2024 it's gotten lazy because what we're doing now is tom is that we're counting rings instead of taking a look at the talent uh the three of us grew up in the in the 80s you played in the 80s into the 90s where you saw quarterbacks it wasn't based on rings it's just based on production how how far up the hill can you get an offense going and we saw the likes of fouts and plunkett and moon and so many others before we even talk about montana elway and those that actually did win championships i'll ask you this here in 2024, 20, where do you place Patrick Mahomes amongst the best quarterbacks that you've seen? Um, you know, right up near the top. I mean, it's hard to deny that he's, you know, what he does with his arm release levels, what he does with his outside-the-box thinking, what he's been able to do with the influx of talent coming in and out of that football team, how poorly their offensive tackle position is played this year, most penalized out there. So everything that he's done with in new incoming players, it's really, <coughs> excuse me, it's super impressive. Fine. Patrick Mahomes is one of the most creative uh, quarterbacks in the history of the NFL. Okay, so you say right up there, is that top five? And who's in that five? Go ahead. Um, I'll give, you know, Patrick Mahomes, obviously, Brady. Uh, you know, I love the creativity of Lamar Jackson. Um I like, you know, back in my day, what Marino and Elway did throughout the course of their career. So, you know, you got that selection of guys, and there's something different about all of them. You know, Elway took a little time to develop. Marino was ready to play as soon as he got into the league. You, what I'm in awe week in and week out of what I see out of Lamar Jackson. It's just incredible what he's doing at the quarterback position. So I think everybody has something different in their arsenal um, that uh, is the reason they're up near the top. Um, to the Bears stuff, are you surprised that Luke Getze got another job? Um, not really. You know, it seems like a rotating position. Are you surprised Shane Waldron got another job? I mean, you can look at it this 
you know, a lot of different ways. I'm glad they kept Antonio Pierce in Las Vegas. I'm really excited to see what he does there as a head coach. And so I'm I'm more excited to see what he's going to do as to what Luke Getzey's going to do. And Antonio Pierce recently has said, the reason I hired Luke Getzey is because they kicked our butts when we got to Chicago. But, you know, Tyson Bajan was playing quarterback, and it was one of the worst teams at that point in the season that I, I've seen in a long time. So, you know, we'll see how it happens because Luke Getzey's not bringing Aaron Rodgers with him. And you think of what Nathaniel Hackett and Luke Getze has done in the last couple of years on their own. It sure hasn't, you know, put a, you know, in, inspired other teams to file, follow their offensive background. And, you know, when you think about Shanahan and what he's been able to do, yeah, he's got to win the Super Bowl. Or else, I mean, there's going to be a lot of people still curious about what his future, not what his future is going to be immediately, but what his legacy is going to be in terms of uh, big big game success. So, Tom, will you give your prediction for the Super Bowl now, or do we have to wait for Bears Weekly at 6.30 with you and Jeff? I'm saying 27-24 Kansas City. It's a good game right yeah, there. Yeah, that's a really good yeah. game. Yeah. Got to stay uh, halfway sober to watch it if it's going to be that good. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Tom, as always, we appreciate it, man. Thanks for coming on the show. Uh, thanks for having me, guys. See you, Tom. I appreciate it.